0: You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Efridge.
1: So I'm going to just jump right into an email from a listener, Shannon, because this one rocks. It says, Dear Dr. Corey and Shannon, I've been listening to the show for a while and am loving it. One of the things I've learned on the show is that married Christian women can be sexually confident with their spouse. And that's all you, girl.
0: woo Because
1: I think there's a <laughs> yes, book. Yes,
0: they can. There's a book, kind of the
1: same title. With <laughs> There that. you go,
0: The Sexually Confident There wife. you go.
1: So she's enjoying the show, and it's helped her improve and overcome some of the fears about sex that she's had. Now, to remind us, she's been married for 17 years. However, it seems oh. as if I never knew anything about sex. I'm having the best sex of my life and as you guys say sex was created by the almighty God and that everything that God created is good and that includes sex. So I'm a great li- big listener and fan of the show. Love all the topics. So I have one question. Maybe it could be a topic of a show is should sex only be happening in the marriage bed or could it be anywhere or everywhere that you and your spouse feel comfortable? I.E. couch, kitchen table, dining room table, shower, car. <laughs>
0: Actually, I was thinking, as the intro music was playing, that we need to give it a little update to it, that instead of just saying the best sex is happening in the marriage bed, I think it should now say where the best sex is happening in the empty Nestor's marriage bed
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because that's exactly what we have well, found our newfound freedom to do.: Very good. It's- is to take it in any room in the house. We took our uh, daughter up to New York for grad school uh, last month, and our son moved out to her garage apartment out back. Now, our daughter, we could go for a week without seeing. Our son, (laughs) as long as there's more food in my refrigerator than there is in his, I think we're (laughs) going to continue seeing a lot of him. But you know how some people have a, a sign that they hang on their exterior door that says, shh, baby sleeping, don't right. ring doorbell? Right. I'm looking for one that says, shh, parents coupling, do not ring doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: what if you put a thing that just said, you know, if the house is rocking, don't, don't come, come and knocking.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I thought maybe if I just hang my bra on the patio door that, that he
1: uses, that, you know, that would
0: be a pretty good. That uh, probably would be
1: pretty good signal.
0: Teenage boy repellent, right there. <laughs> oh, good lord!
1: <laughs> I don't want to go in there. Well, this is Corey Allen with Shannon Etheridge. Welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio. If you are uh, new to our little community, thanks for joining us and taking some time out to listen to us. We're glad you're here, and we love hearing from our listeners because, as we say, most every show. Our listeners are the absolute sexiest listen, listeners out there. And what, the way you can let us know what's on your mind or any questions, thoughts, concerns, comments you may have, send us an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. You can also jump on iTunes, leave any kind of review and comment. And if, it's, if you like what you hear, please give us five stars because that helps us climb the charts. And we want to spread the message that the best sex that's happening is in marriage. And that can actually be anywhere as long as it's legal, I guess.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so, and as long as both people feel comfortable with it. Well, um, no,
1: no, no. I'm going to change that. It's not about feeling comfortable because part of what can make it fun and exciting is a little bit of that, ooh, hey.
0: Okay, I get that. Okay. I, I get the tension yes. and the dangerousness of it. But I'm talking about... <laughs> We're in such a public place that a police officer could come by knocking with this flashlight, right. and I'm not going to jail for this.
1: Right, and as much as um, you probably should stay away from, you know, the the aisles at Target, um, exactly. grocery <laughs> the, store, uh, the you know,
0: church pew.
1: Y- yes, I, I, I know um... that some sermons
0: can be really stirring, but try to <laughs> refrain until you get home after you've had your pot roast and lay down for your Sunday nap. Right, it would be better. So... <laughs>
1: But yeah, I mean that. That but that got me thinking, Shannon. That okay, we have a lot of new people that have joined our show lately, as far as in the audience, and mm-hmm. and they've emailed That's and said, "Hey, great. I just found your show, and I love and what they
0: you." Haven't, they haven't had a chance to listen to all the archives yet. There's right. way too many now. We've right. got like almost 150 shows.
1: Yeah, it's it's been around a while, so we've covered a lot of ground, which makes me start thinking. Okay. We're almost to 50 shows together now. I think this mm-hmm. is 48, 47, yeah. somewhere in that range. And so I want to just do a quick little where are where are we? You know, what what what's our takeaways thus far? What's what stands out? Because a Yeah, because this is one of those if you're if you're new to the show, this will help kind of spur hey, head to the archives at sexymarriageradio.com because that's where every single show is listed. You'll find them all, and there's there's tons of stuff that's been covered. But if you're not new and you've been around, like some of the people we get re- emails from that I love because they've been here since day one when Gina and I were doing this, and they're still around loving every Wednesday morning when a show comes out. This will be a kind of a refresher of, oh, yeah, I had totally forgot. Because, I mean, I think about that with, and I, I can only imagine empty sex Ne- empty sex nest
0: not empty sex Wait, right. <laughs> that doesn't make sense sex. there you
1: go thank you <laughs> because th- there would be some oh i had forgotten we could do that or i had forgotten what it's like out here in front of the window and i had for-, you know or whatever <laughs> so terrible. so this can be a chance just to oh yeah I, that kind of a refresher for people
0: yeah. yeah hey before we launch into that can i tell you a cute little funny story
1: love them go
0: uh, I remember I was working for a particular um, organization whose leaders felt very strongly that the missionary position was the only holy way was the only acceptable way to have sex okay well you know that that flew all over me oh, yeah I'm like, sure you... I don't I don't find that anywhere in my Bible I, I especially don't find that in Song of Solomon that there's this this is this is a man-made manufactured rule that should right. not apply right. And so their philosophy was human beings are the only species that can have sex face-to-face. Therefore, that's what God intended. And so I did a little research of my own, and I found out that actually uh, orangutans, armadillos, and humpback whales all have sex face-to-face. Okay. And so I said, you know, not to blow a hole in your, in your evolutionary theory, but it's not true that humans can only have sex face-to-face. And a friend of mine chimed in and said, actually... Human beings are the only species that can have sex upside down in a swing. So maybe that's our responsibility, <laughs> which I totally agree with. <laughs> we are, we are creatures of variety yes. and variety is the spice of life and we should feel the freedom to do it however, whenever, wherever we choose to right? with, with reckless abandon, no guilt, no shame, no inhibition necessary.
1: Yeah. And I mean, along those same lines, I've heard of you know, humans are the only species that can have sex for pleasure.
0: Ah, that, are we the only, or Is are human females the only ones who have a clitoris?
1: I don't know about, I've never heard anything specifically regarding that, but because it's the prefrontal cortex that we have in our brain that allows us to make meaning out of things. Other animals don't have that aspect of their brain. And so okay. because we can make meaning, it has separated us from all the other species. But I have also heard that some species of gorilla, ape, monkey, you know, in that, in that, you know, so not too far from us,
0: they,
1: they can, they have sex for pleasure too, though. So that's not completely true, but I mean, we are the only ones that can make meaning out of what we do. And so
0: my guess is that prefrontal cortex is not just where we find meaning to it. It's probably where a lot of our fantasies are derived from too. So I guess the animals don't have fantasies. That's why you're not going to see a horse reading a book called 50 shades of hay, huh?
1: Oh my goodness. Wow. I yeah, I can tell that was just been dying to come out.
0: <laughs> That's been brewing underneath the surface. Well done,
1: though. I, I, that, okay. That, I got to give you props. That was good. But I think hey,
0: speaking of. To get a prop, though, I have ah. to say 150 shows, almost, and they are so well archived and so accessible, and you have done such a phenomenal job with the website and the technological end and getting all this put together, Corey. So if no one else has said it yet, let me just say <laughs> it. Thank you for being the captain of this show. Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely, This is, this is one of those, I mean, for this, let's go, I'm going to go way, way back for a second because there, I think the very first show Gene and I did was called why sexy marriage radio. And, uh-huh. you know, I've been doing simple for over six years now coming up on seven. Yeah. And, so I have a huge belief in marriage for life and it's the best relationship out there and it can it can incorporate so much good and pleasure and joy and happiness as well as struggle and pain and frustration you know it's just going to come with every relationship
0: sure. but
1: that there's a there's a reason marriage exists and it's not to make us happy it's to make us better as people. Mm-hmm. And so I, as simple marriage started growing I've I've had this long standing Desire to really talk more about married sex, and that was one of those I've I, I could just never do it by myself. You know, it's just, it's just not fun talking <laughs> sex or doing sex by yourself.
0: Like masturbation radio, right? I mean, that's that's just, <laughs> just not me. I, I just
1: couldn't be a guy talking married sex. That's just yeah, I, I, no, not gonna work. I need both perspectives. You're fall flat. And yeah. so that's where you know Gina came in, and that's where you have come in and done. Fabulous, Because, I mean, one of the things I, I noticed is, you know, you go places quickly <laughs> because this is in your <laughs> I've been, wheelhouse. I've
0: been accused of that by well, my husband.
1: <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to leave that one alone. but Because th- this is in your wheelhouse. You know, this is the stuff that you do for a living. This is this, stuff this that's is your what passion. Do. 22 and,
0: books later, right. this is what so, I do.
1: So it's been a great marriage on the radio of... Mm-hmm of of these two personalities, I think, with you and I, just because it we're coming at it from different perspectives and I love that, but we're also coming at it from different genders. So it's that and
0: and after 48 shows, sometimes it does feel as if we're just scratching the surface so far. It it amazes me how complex this subject is and how we could talk about it for ages and still not feel as if we've covered everything that could be covered Mm -hmm. to really encourage people to embrace the fullness Uh, of this amazing gift we've been given.
1: Absolutely. Because, I mean, even just, if you're just talking recently, you know, just a couple weeks ago, we did a show on spicing up sex by opening your eyes and got a couple of emails right off the bat. I mean, I think the first one came in like at 8 o'clock in the morning and the show goes live at 6 in the morning, you know. So it's like somebody listened on their commute and and emailed in right away. And that is just barely scratching the surface of, the intimate connection that can be created during sex.
0: Right. And we also got a lot of feedback from the show that we did about slowing things down mm-hmm. and taking your time and really basking in it and enjoying it. Um, you know, several, both men and women saying that's exactly what I've been trying to communicate to my spouse that I don't want to rush through the act and, you know, and get back to TV watching or whatever, that they want to just really relish mm-hmm. the opportunity to be skin to skin for a while
1: yeah Yeah. and i mean because it's i mean we we've done shows on techniques we've done shows on tips i mean we've we've dove into the world of oral sex and and got quite literal (laughs) clitoral (laughs) if you will um
0: i've I've never thought of this between those two words but
1: it's it's a so so there's you know there's that kind of stuff in there in the archives that you there's can find. Finding
0: your G spot. Yep. That that got a lot of Yes, it did
1: cuz that was and that was one of our first shows that it's like okay Shannon's on board let's talk G spots. <laughs> <So, laughs> um so but it's also we we do a lot of let's talk about what's the meaning of things outside of what's happening just technique wise that right. because that's and that's what, where a lot of what trips us up is.
0: Yeah. And what certain things actually communicate. You may think they communicate one thing, but it comes across to your spouse totally different. Right. I think we ought to do a show on, uh, on dressing or undressing for success just for future reference. Done. Yeah. Maybe Uh, maybe we'll do that sooner rather than later. How about next week? It's All right. It's a date. It's (laughs) a date. Yeah. I, I think that so oftentimes we don't understand What our words, actions, clothing, what all these things communicate or what they fail to communicate? And what makes me kind of sad is how oftentimes we can tell by an email that someone has been expecting their spouse to read their minds and know what they want. Yeah. And it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. You can't just hint around. And actually, I think that the hinting around may bury you deeper. I think that it's almost just like a neon sign on your forehead that says coward, coward, you know, that you're yeah. that, that you're fearful of rejection, that you're insecure, whereas if you just cut straight to the chase and make it very clear what you want, but do it in a way that makes that person feel desired and wooed and pursued, I think that that's where success lies is the confidence that you exude. Mm-hmm. Both men and women, when they exude confidence, it's going to be attractive to mm-hmm. their mate.
1: It is. You would would agree. It's attractive to everybody. I mean, that's look at your life and take it out of the sexual arena. I mean, just look at the people you interact with. Who are the people you really look forward to? It's the people who know who they are. You know, it's the people that that they got something going beyond just you. (laughs) You know, right? And
0: who are comfortable in their own skin, mm -hmm. and are just as comfortable with their flaws and shortcomings Mm -hmm. as they are with their strengths and successes.
1: Yeah, they don't hold it against themselves or other people.
0: Exactly. You feel as if there's grace in, to be you in their presence because they're okay being them. Right. Yeah. Love right. that.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, so it's just, I don't know, that, that leads into me thinking of that how sex is really just a lens of how we do life. You know, we talk about that a lot and how I look at my life and, and how it challenges me and, and am I being all I was designed to be. Am I living the best story possible? And, you know, Mm. and I mean, all of that is just huge that how the interplay between them, you know, the interplay of where, you know, I think of, because when you talk about the being timid, because fear of rejection is a normal thing. I mean, we all, you know, when we're rejected, it does not line up with with what we have in our mind. Right. (laughs) That it's like, why would they turn me down? I don't understand, you know. Right. And they fail. We fail to realize that I am in the aisle of Target making a move. So probably <laughs> they're wise to do so because they're looking out for our best interests. Overall. Or I'm
0: in here grabbing her butt while her mother is sitting on the couch <clears throat> in the living room. Yeah. I don't think that's probably the best time to expect a score. That,
1: that could be a yeah. There could be some hurdles there. But <laughs> it, so the fear of rejection is normal. There's going to be anxiety that surrounds that. But. That also means, okay, well, what else am I timid in, in my life? Where else am I not taking a risk? I mean, that's, that's what I love about this, all these conversations, Shannon, is that, I mean, we're talking married sex specifically, but it, pl- it applies to our life. It's how we do life.
0: And, you know, one of the saddest emails that we get frequently, I'm, I'm kind of surprised at how often we get it, is uh, it, it's usually a husband. Who is moping about how disinterested his sex wife or how disinterested his, wife. his yeah. wife is with sex. Yeah. yeah. And what he'll often say is, you know, sometimes I already know I'm going to be rejected and I'll just, you know, make an advance just to prove my theory. Right. And it's like, OK, talk about self-sabotaging. Right. behavior.
1: Right. Right.
0: Uh, and I have a little symbol for that. Uh, whenever I'm working with clients who are so, it's so obvious that they're self sabotaging, but they don't even recognize their self sabotaging. I, I do. Lo- I, I just kind of wiggle two fingers in the air. Uh, and what that means is I, I tell them the story about how, uh, we went to Hawaii for a scuba diving trip and we all jumped in the water and our dive master took everyone to the bottom of the ocean to do what we came there to do to right. scuba. Right. But I couldn't get to the bot. I couldn't sink. And so I'm at the surface yelling back to the boat, throw me more weight. I can't get down. And the guy's yelling back, you've got plenty of weight. Well, all of a sudden, the dive master grabs me by the ankle and just tugs me really hard to the bottom of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And at first, it was very discombobulating. It made me a little bit angry, but then I realized, okay, he's doing me a favor. Right. And then he did this little symbol of wiggling his fingers. And what he was saying to me is you were wiggling your legs and with flippers on that keeps you at the surface of the water. In other words, I <laughs> right. was my own problem. You I was in your own
1: way. Yep.
0: And I didn't even realize it. And so oftentimes in our marriage, when we're not getting to that depth that we really want to get to, it's because we yep. are self-sabotaging. Totally. And what we're trying to do with this show is we're trying to grab you by the ankle and just give you a really hard tug to get you to that depth that you really want in your marriage.
1: Yeah, and, and recognizing that's a great analogy because we do get in our own way more times than not. That It's, it's what am I bringing to the situation that is, is causing the results I'm getting. And, and keep in mind, if you take, this, if you take what we talk about, and all of a sudden, okay, well, I'm just going to exude confidence. I'm just going to go ahead and make an advance because, and, and no, I'm not going to get rejected. That it doesn't make a change right away. You know, these, right. these are slow processes. It
0: takes two to the tango. Right. Too. <laughs> right.
1: But it also, it takes time to where, you know, you're, if you try on a new behavior, if you try on new confidence, then it doesn't necessarily mean the next day you wake up and you're confident. You know, you have to grow into that. You have to develop that. And, True. you know, in a relationship and in marriage, we we get glimpses of what we can accomplish and what we can create together and what we can experience together. But we don't always get that. You know, it's like, you know, you get this new level of depth like you guys are at the empty nest world. So it's kind of a new level because psychologically it's a little different and emotionally it's a little different. And you guys have been through some stuff that's been really st- tough lately that's that's, I, that's made it a little different. So the it's been a breeding ground to create what we experience. And I don't think we recognize that as enough. I think Hollywood and Hallmark have done a disservice when it comes to married sex because they make it seem like it's natural. They make it seem like it's just normal. It's simple. It's... You know, it's all resolved.
0: Right,
1: it's all resolved in a thirty-minute show or an hour-long show, and and the problems are done. And you go to bed and you have wild, passionate sex. And
0: or, or more accurately, Hollywood portrays it as it ain't happening in marriage. If you want good, hot sex, you need to go have an affair. True, and and that is so the opposite of what you and I stand for with this show. If if you want good, hot sex, you need to cultivate a richer relationship with your spouse because that's where. You can really. I was thinking about that this morning for some reason. Uh, the whole notion of, I mean, for a woman, she needs to feel really comfortable in order to experience orgasm. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about how if if you're out in public, but the chances are she is not going to feel safe enough and comfortable enough to really trip that trigger. Right. She has to. It, she has to be in a certain state of mind. And. It's probably not gonna happen in that extramarital affair or that premarital sexual experience or whatever. It's the richest orgasms happen over a period of time as you get more and more comfortable with your spouse, as you get more and more comfortable in your own skin with your spouse. Mm-hmm. So you're so right, Corey. The marriage bed is where that that depth can really be cultivated. Right. I, I'm a big fan. I, I really appreciate what God created when He created not just when He created sex, but when He created married sex. I mean, obviously he, that was right. What he, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he allows us to have the other kind, uh, which is a really interesting phenomenon, but the fact that we can be naked and feel no shame. And I'm not talking about just physically, but right. spiritually and mentally, and right. emotionally that we can let our spouse see what our fantasies are and, right. and what our insecurities are and, and what, uh, you know, what would actually trip our trigger on. Like they know so much about us mm-hmm. that it's like, It's one of those things where you've seen that sign that says, um, we'll be friends forever because you know way too much about me. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's what the marriage relationship should feel like of, okay, they know all my secrets. Mm -hmm. They know all my passions. They know everything about what pleasures me. And um, we are not going anywhere because we got too much, too much dirt on each other.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's the, uh, (laughs) that's the whole scene from Good Will Hunting with Robin Williams. I mean, interestingly enough that. He talks about um, that it 's all the little idiosyncrasies that we have that that 's what really brings about intimacy it 's all the the nuances it 's the little things it 's the the failures it 's the insecurities that 's what separates the, that relationship from all others is those are what you share and those are what you remember you know it's like,
0: it,
1: it 's like that 's what makes
0: you feel special It is. It's, that, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's being those able very things
1: it 's being able to i mean I, I, I look at it this way sometimes i 'm struck by We'll be out together. With, I'll be out with my wife, and we'll be out doing something with a great group of people. And I'll look across the room, and I'll catch her and, and just see her. And I'll sit there and think, you know, I got the goods on her. You know, I know the ins and outs. But at the same time, she does on me. <laughs> you know, yes. it's like I could, cause a, yeah, I could cause a lot of pain. So could she. You know, but that's yeah, what kind but, of makes it cool.
0: But the antithesis is you can also cause a mm-hmm. lot of pleasure. Because you know where each other's hot spots are, yep. you know yep. the rate and the rhythm at which it's going to get there. Yep. You know, kind of like a dog when you pet them behind the ear, and their yep. foot's going to start. You know, yep. <laughs> you know the recipe to to light their fire, and yeah. I think that that's so cool that that spouses can know that so fully about each other. And my heart does break for those people who are like, "Okay, I have no idea how to get my spouses, but going like that, or else I'd be doing it."
1: Yeah, and that that is also one of the things that I see as a trend is so many people that email in that talk about the guilt that is surrounding this area of their life. You know, that some sort of message, some sort of blatant you know, abuse, you know, trauma or just a subtle unspoken no, 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 good girls don't do that, or yeah. good boys don't do that, and how we carry that forward, I mean, that's, that's that hurts. It creates
0: so much inhibition. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times when a spouse can't figure out what is it that will make my husband or wife you know, get really turned on, chances are that spouse doesn't even know. Yeah. The, the, the reality is, is a lot of us have felt so uncomfortable uncomfortable in our own skin and so uncomfortable with our sexuality that we haven't been willing to open up our minds to just let whatever thought flow through that needs to flow through in order to create the sexual energy and raise your passion levels and, uh, you know, put your nerve endings on edge and mm-hmm. you, but you have to explore that territory yourself before you can ever teach your spouse what it is that you need mm-hmm. to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So you do, you have to know yourself so well before you can expect your spouse to know you. Mm-hmm. And if wives are rolling their eyes going, well, he doesn't even know what turns me on. My challenge is, do you know what turns you on? Because if you know what turns you on, it's your responsibility to teach him. And if he still doesn't know after all these years of marriage, it's nobody's fault but your own. Right. And I, I'm not trying to like put blame or shame on her. I'm just saying step up to the plate right. and verbalize what feels good to you right. and if he doesn't get it the first time do it over and over again show him you know, coach him through it respond positively or negatively assign numbers right now it's a, <laughs> i'm a nine right now i'm a two you know whatever it takes right. to help him comprehend what you need it's your responsibility to teach him
1: yeah and that's the same the same goes for husbands that just because this is where it, it bleeds to beyond just what happens in the bedroom, too. It's, do you know what really lights your fire in life? Do you know what makes you really come alive sexually and as a man and as a woman? And, I mean, that's where it all blends together. Because who wants to have sex with somebody that's got nothing going on? <laughs> you know, they, 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 they just as well
0: be by yourself. Exactly.
1: I mean, that's kind of what it is. And yeah,
0: it's probably more exciting by yourself so to be with someone who's not offering any sexual energy yeah. in return. Right.
1: So it's realizing that, man, all of this is on my shoulders more than it is on my spouses. So yeah. how do I shift it? And that's, that's what separates sexy marriage radio from everything else out there. Besides the fact that we are promoting that, that married sex is blessed and sacred and and great and designed and, and, and yeah. intended. And, but it also is that, that sex is more than just the act. It's, it's our life. It's, it's, it's part of, it's, it's quintessential to who we are.
0: And it's a reflection of our relationship with yeah. one another. Yeah. If it has to say superficial in the marriage bed, chances are it's pretty superficial outside of the marriage bed. But if you can go deep mm-hmm. in the marriage bed, you can go deep about anything,
1: mm-hmm.
0: anything at all. Yep. Yeah.
1: That's a great uh, and, point. You know, for
0: some reason, I'm reminded of a conversation that I once had with a friend. And I had mentioned that Greg was a virgin when we married, when he was 26 years old. This is 25 years ago. And she didn't mean anything by it whatsoever. And I totally understood where she was coming from. But she said, Oh, I could never marry a virgin. I, I would want to marry a man who knows what he's doing. And my sentiment as I have thought about that conversation is, you know, Greg didn't have a problem knowing, you know, the basics of what to do. I mean, you know, it's it's not like they're you know, like, well, you know, where right. what peg goes in what hole? I mean, right. they have basic understanding. But what I have loved is I have been able to mold Greg exactly to my certain mm-hmm. specifications. Or, you know, like I've been able to customize mm-hmm. our sex life because he didn't come in okay. with a lot of preconceived notions and baggage and experiences with other people. Now, I'm not saying that you can't overcome that because obviously I brought that kind of baggage in and I have managed to overcome that and and bond exclusively with Greg for a 25 year period. But the reality is, is the fact that I had to kind of teach my husband what I wanted. That's what, doesn't everybody have to do that? Whether they've had a lot of partners in the past or not, doesn't every person have a responsibility to teach their spouse what they as an Mm -hmm. individual need? So it really doesn't matter how much experience either one of you have had or how little experience either one of you have had. And, and maybe both of you came into marriage as virgins. We get those kind of emails a lot, too. We both came in as virgins, and we don't even you know, know what to do. and Teach. Yep. Teach. And it goes back to develop a sexual vocabulary. Ding, ding, ding. We have a show on that. Yep. It goes back to communicate your desires. Ding, ding, ding. We have shows on that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So if you don't know where to start communicating your desires or figuring out what really floats your own boat, start listening to these archives Mm -hmm. that Corey has so meticulously collected. And uh, we are honored to be your partners. I mean, we're not your partners in the marriage bed, obviously, but we are your partners in sexual and spiritual growth Mm -hmm. in helping you integrate your sexuality and your spirituality and just helping your marriage become the strongest that it can be. Because you
1: still teach. I mean, you're still teaching 25 years into it, right?
0: Yeah, we still yeah. discover new things. Yeah. It's so stinking fun. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that that will always be the case. I hope we're in our 80s and going, we've never done it this way before, <laughs> I we? didn't know you could
1: do that.
0: <laughs> <I know>. Wow. <laughs> Gee, it feels good when you touch me there. Why haven't we been doing right. that all Man, along? Right. I think of all I've missed. out Because of
1: <laughs> Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. And for Shannon and I, this has been a great walk down memory lane. So... Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, thank you for taking some time out to listen to us. We hope to see you next time. Have a great day.